Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Listen, the biggest story of the day, Lamar Jackson with these Ravens dealing with a sickness. Again, not COVID and not the flu, but he is absolutely dealing with something. He told us on Friday that maybe a little bit of a cold, but it might just be worse than a cold, according to a source I just spoke to. He is expected to arrive in 10 minutes from now on the team buses. He will then go directly back to the locker room to the team doctors and the training staff in which they will evaluate him and make a determination if he's able enough to play. You will not see him come out onto the field if he is active in this game because he doesn't come out until team warm-ups. So we will literally learn his status when the inactives come out just about an hour from now and 90 minutes prior to kickoff. And I can tell you this, Rich Eisen, when he got off the plane upon arrival to Chicago, he just didn't look like himself, according to those I spoke with. So this is literally a game day, game time decision for the all-pro quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Rich. We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with Molly, Patrick Manley, and Olin Krutz. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. All right, we're back on the pregame show. That was Stacy Dales with the NFL Network. She does a great job. She's all over this story. She tweeted out a video of Lamar Jackson arriving and being brought into the uh, into the building, and um, and he's wearing like gray sweats, this very nice looking gray hoodie with uh, kind of half white gray. <laughs> he's got his hood up. It seems like an expensive garment, guys. That's what I can report from seeing the video. You're just jealous. You want one? <laughs> I want one yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it'll be just, interesting, man, uh, if he goes or not. I, I would say if I was there, Lamar, you know, take the day off. You know, you could probably come back <laughs> next week. Uh, you want to make sure you're 100% healthy. You don't want to put yourself at risk. You know, there's a lot. Of, as we see nowadays, there's a lot of bad things going around. You probably just want to make sure you're 100% healthy. Uh, take the day off. The Bears could use a win. I, I'm with you. This is, this is your luck, Olin. You're finally going to get your win this weekend. Yeah. How many yeah, wins I, you I, got this week, Pat? Uh, Zero. Uh, Zero. I lost yesterday <laughs> playing golf. Yes, I did. <laughs> lost on the 18th hole, man. I was hoping you did after I said that. I was like, man, he might have won in golf. <laughs> uh, we gave up the lead in the scotch game. He blew oh, it. He birdied man. on us, man. Oh, well. So I'm 0 for 1 for the weekend. Not bad losing to a birdie, though. Losing to a birdie is not bad. You lose no, to like, like I, I lose to, like, double bogey, which is just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, uh, you know, I got to say, it, it's pretty – it's pretty incredible that here we are um, on a, the November 21st. We're right before the holiday here, and uh, 
and you don't know the status of a quarterback in an NFL game. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've seen this where you know a team really doesn't know. Apparently, he could go. It's possible he's going to play. He didn't look like he was up for it, but the fact of the matter is we don't know. We don't know if this is any kind of a you know moment for the guy. I, I We'll find out in half an hour when the inactives come out. That seems nuts to me. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to say, Pat, what do you think? I'm going to say he gets an IV and he goes. I, I'm yes. going with he goes. Yeah, I, I, that, that'd that be my guess. Yeah, I think he's going to try to go. I, mm-hmm. it's, if he's been sick for three days now, he's got to be starting to feel a little bit better. And then you get yourself an IV. I'm sure you get, maybe got one yesterday, mm-hmm. and, and he's going to go. It just, I mean, is it food poisoning? What is it? I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. What, you know, we can all speculate, but my guess is he goes. You know, I think also maybe that little walk-in, that, you know, that, that photo that Stacey Dales posted – that might be a little bit of a show. Could be. Right. You know, right. you never know. So um, I hope he goes. I, I'm going to have to throw my depth charts away soon with this game. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what roster. Are, are we just going to practice squad today? What What do we yeah. got going on here? Uh, so we got Huntley, right? Um, uh, they already yeah. have a tackle. Cleveland is out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronnie Stanley is out. Marquise Brown is out. Uh, Khalil Mack is out. Akeem Hicks is out. Uh, so I have to put together – Yeah, it gives me a few minutes here. I'm going to draw on this grease board who's actually playing and who's actually not uh, for, for these two teams. Third yeah. quarter preseason game one. That's what, that's that's what, what we got here. Two. That's what we got. Well, I, I mean, Tom Brady bitched earlier – I guess it was earlier last week about the idea that they've gone to a 17-game schedule. And they're going through their share of injuries in Tampa. Everyone is – um, it, it it's going to be very curious to see how much you know the Ravens haven't traditionally lost a lot of games in a row. I, I mean, we'll talk about the Bears in a second about the, the, they put up some losing streaks and no one seems to care. But the the Ravens do a pretty good job of not losing consecutive games, of not losing three in a row, and and here they are coming off a loss, and you would think that it was probably the worst game that Lamar Jackson has certainly played this year, maybe one of the worst games of his career, and you thought there'd be a bounce back and there'd be that he would want to respond from that. And if he legitimately is as ill as he appears to be and he can't play, that opens up a whole world of possibility that we thought had been closed down with the news on Mac. Yeah, it does. It just gives the Bears a, a legit chance. And like you said about that Miami game, did they get exposed? I don't know. But what, what you talked about earlier, Olin, is that that coaching staff for the Ravens, mm-hmm. after they get to see that, they're going to be even better after playing against that style of defense and what they saw and the way they schemed them up. And that's what scared me. I mean, you look at it, you're like, oh, is that the answer to it? I don't think it's the answer because the coaching staff's going to help them figure out how to get a game plan to deal with that. And maybe, you know, that's an anomaly that the one one game they got that, that beat that way, but in the future, they're going to be able to fix that. So, uh, I, with L- Lamar playing, that's what scared me. I think they'll make the adjustments with the with the time off and the extra time. But if he doesn't play, it's just a complete wild card. Like you said, this is a preseason game that maybe it's a preseason game now. We're just here to evaluate Justin Fields, and if they get the win, so be it. It doesn't really matter, kind of like a preseason game. Yeah, it's just they're going to have to line up and stop the run, right, if Lamar yeah. Jackson doesn't go. And, you know, we heard from Jeff that Tyler Huntley, uh, he'll run, you know, Zone, zone read, RPOs to do the same thing yep. that Lamar Jackson does, just not at the same level. Uh, they get Nick Boyle back, Eric Thomason. You heard him talk about Patrick Ricard. They can go really big on you. So the Bears are going to have to defensive line and linebackers and safeties have to put on their big boy pads and stop that run with Latavius Murray coming downhill at them. 
Ricard is a giant. I yeah. mean, that guy's got to weigh, I don't know, 350? He's a monster. Yeah, you see uh, Bill Belichick, right? What they're doing down there is when everybody's going, uh, Pat, with these smaller linebackers that can cover because mm-hmm. you mostly see uh, three wide receivers now. Most teams play out of nickel. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick said, okay, uh, we'll go really big on our offensive line, get ourselves a 250-pound linebacker like when me and Pat first got in the league, and we're just going to run ISO at you all day long. So uh, Roquan Smith. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's, oh, it's probably Alec Ogletree today with with Trevathan going on IR. Right. Um, the, you know, Patrick Ricard, ISO coming downhill at him, big tight ends, uh, Andrews, Boyle, Tomlinson. So uh, that's what I would expect to see from Greg Roman and see if the Bears front without Khalil Mack, without Akeem Hicks, can they hold up? Are they ready for that style of football, that style of kind of a street fight? We're going to bring a street fight to you and just run straight downhill at you, not this uh, run, you know, all over the place, side to side. And we saw San Fran, Kyle Shanahan attack the edges. He attacked the outside linebackers with tosses and toss cracks, kind of things you see in Pop Warner football because they have so many backup outside linebackers out there. Yeah, and you saw the trouble they had with Juszczyk as well, running just a fullback, like you said, getting on the edges. Roquan Smith had a trouble, uh, trouble with that. I wonder if this is going to be like the game when we played Carolina. Where uh, Matt Forte, we had him on a couple weeks ago. He knew he was going to get the ball the whole game. We're just going to go run heavy the whole time. Maybe that's the game plan they bring out to try to, you know, to win this game against the Bears if Lamar Jackson doesn't play. But that Ricard, man, he's like an athletic pulling guard. He is he's he's yeah. impressive. He just it's amazing how big he is, how athletic he is, and how good he is at blocking in space. Uh, you know, in between the tackles, he's just obviously that's the reason why he's a Pro Bowler. But they use him. Um, Perfectly, and again, he's fun to watch as well as well as uh, Lamar Jackson running around. I, I said to David Haw earlier this week. I said it a couple times. No one seemed to ever respond to it. I'm curious <laughs> if I, you know is this thing on. Um, but I I keep thinking that if you're the Bears and you're breaking down tape of the Ravens, surely you're going to see a play or two where you go knock on a door. Hey, Bill, you ought to look at this play. We could run this play. They do some things with their quarterback that you think maybe they could take and and have Justin Fields do. I don't know if that ever happens when you're breaking down tape, but it seems like such an obvious thing, especially when you got an extra week off. Definitely. Definitely something they should be doing. And really, Molly, I I heard you ask that question to Hall. You know, Hall is just rude like that. But anyway... (laughs) Um, <laughs> anyway, the, I thought when you asked that, I thought to myself, man, they should have been doing that a long time ago, right? Because right. you get a running quarterback, you just turn on film that, you know, Greg Roman has had a lot of success, obviously, first with uh, Colin Kaepernick in San Francisco, and then he went to uh, Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. So you just think that they would obviously do that. But, you know, like we talked about, uh, with this Bears offensive staff, you, you, you're you always wondering uh, when they're going to move the pocket, when there's going to be a quarterback run, and eventually they just break you and you stop asking that question because you just figure, well, they just are not going to do it. But uh, that is one thing about this game when you talk about, okay, Bears versus Ravens, if Lamar Jackson is out, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you always say when you go to an NFL football game, take the team with the better quarterback. That's what you always say, right? Chicago Bears don't get to say that very often. If Lamar Jackson is out, Justin Fields is the better quarterback playing at a higher level. And that that's what, to me, Pat, that's the most fascinating thing about this game. All these injuries, everything, Lamar Jackson might be out. And we talked about earlier, Justin Fields, does he keep the San Francisco game? 
the second half of the Steelers game, uh, man, some of the throws he made, some of the runs he had, you just find yourself waiting to watch this guy play again. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I want to go back to you talking about uh, Wink Martindale blitzing against him and, and him being a multiplier. Mm-hmm. This is a game, too. Yes, if you don't get the right pick, blitz pickup and you got some free runners, he can also multiply and get out and, and, mm-hmm. and get scramble some, excuse me, for some yards as well and really hurt this defense. So that's that's one thing I'm looking forward to seeing of, of watching his athletic ability against maybe some of these free blitzers. But go back to the, the schemes of the Ravens and Greg Roman. We just talked about it. Ricard, the fullback. I would love to see Justin Fields with a fullback running some of those RPO plays that, that, that Greg Roman has schemed up. J.P. Holtz is back. Maybe they st- stole something from that, looking at it the week before, and they put something in there. He's not the same as Ricard, but I would like to see some of those plays. And, oh, and I think it was a couple weeks ago I asked you, I go, is this an RPRO where it looked like a run-pass, run option? I don't know if it was a busted play, but it was one of the most incredible. It was just a really neat uh, design where he had the fake run, look for a pass, and then he followed his running backs. I'm talking about Lamar Jackson. Followed his running backs around the edges. And that was a play, Mullis. Maybe you take that and be like, hmm, that's interesting. I've never seen that before. And, Olin, you said you've watched a lot of tape and you really hadn't seen that before, but love watching Greg Roman come up with with wild things like that. But it was an RPRO. And I just, it was pretty cool to see that Greg Roman draw that up. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's it's the quarterback, right? It's it's the, mm-hmm. he has that ability to do that. So did Colin Kaepernick. But to your point, Pat, so does Justin Fields. So yes. of what we've seen from him so far, uh, he has been just as dynamic. Guys haven't been able to keep on him on the edge, outside the pocket. I think immediately about when he out made Bosa look slow, which a lot of quarterbacks don't do, but Justin Fields does, and, and it's going to be a lot of us. I feel like everybody's talking about Lamar Jackson. I feel like we have our own quarterback here uh, that if this guy can't go, all of a sudden the Chicago Bears walk on an NFL football field for the first time in years, and they have the best quarterback on the field that day. And then that's why I was so interested in this game because I wanted to see Justin Fields be more dynamic than a healthy Lamar Jackson. You want to see him continue his progress, continue to grow, and put this offense basically on his shoulders and say, guys, look, uh, we are going to score at Heinz Field. I don't care how many towels they're waving. I don't care if T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward are coming. Uh, we're going on the field. We're going to put this ball in the end zone, and I want to, you want to see him compete against Don Wink, Martindale, against Lamar Jackson. But if Lamar Jackson is out, uh, you would have to say the Chicago Bears – all of a sudden become the favorite today at Soldier Field. Wow. Um, it, it's, you know, again, we'll know in about 15 minutes what the status of the quarterback is, but uh, Jeff Freebeck, who we had on from The Athletic, he just tweeted that uh, Tyler Huntley jogged on the field for warm-ups. Uh, if Lamar can't go, Huntley, a former undrafted free agent out of Utah, would make his first NFL regular season start. In other words – you're not seeing the warm-ups from the quarterback. You're seeing them from the backup quarterback. So, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe he's still getting uh, uh, some juice in the in locker room or something. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> you would imagine they're trying to give him any kind of intravenous fluid they can come up with. and We'll see what, what goes on in a few minutes here. But having asked the question, I'm very curious, when you look at, um, at Justin Fields and what he did against the Steelers, that was a late-breaking performance, mm-hmm. if, if you will. They started that game. You know, they, they have the plays they put together, the first 20, whatever it is, and they were awful, mm-hmm. and they were not taking advantage of what he does. And then eventually, game situation kind of led him to sort of take over that game. 
I, I'm curious if with rookie quarterbacks you build performance from week to week. We've seen him better the last two games. Do you expect him to be better? And should the game plan be significantly better after seeing what he did in the fourth quarter? It should be, like right? It I, should be, right, yeah, Pat? I mean, it 100%. definitely should be. The only problem is, like we've seen around here, uh, you know, against the 49ers, they, they moved the pocket more. They ran the ball. You expected to see that against the Steelers. You expected to see them get him into the game, right, Pat? Get him going a little bit. Get him outside the pocket. Get him on the edges. Force him outside. Uh, all of a sudden against the Steelers, you don't. And in the second time they run a play, it's a naked at T.J. Watt. Uh, you have to block him, Pat. So, you know what, Molly? Uh, I don't know. I don't, Pat, I really don't know what to expect from this coaching staff. I don't know if I expect them to use Justin Fields' strength as an advantage for him. Yeah, and you hope they took that week and they self-scout and they put numbers and percentages together about his completion percentage out of the pocket, how little we've done it, when's it successful, uh, if he's throwing the ball down the field more instead of throwing the hitches and the stops. You hope they broke that down. But I think even every fan here in Chicago has been screaming, please move the pocket, please do that, stop doing the, you know, just the stops and hitches. And you hope they do it. But like you said, Owen, you don't know if they're going to do it or not. And I want to go back to that boot. That, to me, that was just... Very poor coaching. You had Cole Komet on the left side. Nobody really – you have to chip T.J. Watt even in a boot, even in a naked, and they didn't do it. And I'm just – there's so many formations, so many ways you could make that play successful to, to get Justin Fields out of the pocket. And that, that to me, I was like, that's just a big coaching blunder. You had an entire week to put this in. You said, all right, we're going to run it at, at T.J. Watt. And I, I just I, – I did not understand why they're doing that. And that's that kind of just sums up of who this coaching staff has been all along. But like you said, Olin, you hope they come out and they start moving the pocket from the beginning. And I think if they do that, that also helps with the blitzes. And that simplifies his reads. He doesn't have to read everybody. You can just run turn protections a little bit easier, kind of slide protections and gap protect a little bit with the O-line, which will help a little bit. Uh, but we'll see. We've, had, we've scratched our head many times this year with this offensive coaching staff. Yeah, and even more than that, Molly and Pat, we've scratched our head since Mitch Trubisky. It was what he did well. Right. right? And they, they didn't do that with him. And, and we talked about earlier – uh, Calais Campbell on their defensive line and how he's been carrying them and making plays and you have to account for him on every play or he will cause you know he'll cause a fumble out there he'll be in your backfield if you just try to run straight at him and sit Justin Fields in the pocket you have to account for for Calais Campbell in the middle of that defensive line or he'll wreck your whole game plan so yeah. again moving the pockets uh, getting him running side to side don't run downhill at him don't go uh, empty protection and, and try to get the ball out quick on a three-step drop. He'll recognize it. I think he's 6'7". He'll get his hands up. He'll start batting balls, and he's capable of taking over a game. Maybe this is an unpopular idea, but I think we've seen the, the Juan Castillo is a pretty good coach. We've seen the offensive line get a lot better. I think Jason Peters has kind of played himself into shape, and he's playing significantly better. Larry Borum looks like a pretty good player to me. The interior of the line doing all right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sitting here telling you that the Bears have all the answers, but maybe they have reached a point where they're at a stalemate with uh, with that offensive line. And now Tevin Jenkins is back, and his 21 day clock begins. And you know, I don't expect to see him today. I think they'll probably take up all the time they have. Uh, he only has what two, two padded practices before the Thanksgiving game. So I, I don't know. We'll see him then. And they've got time. 
I'm just curious, where does he play? Do you want him back? Has this thing sort of stabilized a little bit? And and would it be a wise idea, to you know, given the fact you have the most sacked quarterback in the league, him and Lamar Jackson, again, running quarterbacks, but is that a good idea to put a guy on the blind side who hasn't had a season, hasn't had a camp, hasn't had anything but surgery? I, I would say no. And you said you talked about it. He gets, what, three padded practices when he comes back. And what I did, I've talked to some trainers in the NFL. What I found out is it's not just limited to that practice time. Like he can go over to the Walter Payton Center before or afterwards and before uh, his poor practice squad guys, but get some more work with pads on that's not just during the practice period. He has the whole day he can use. So maybe you can stretch a little bit more and get him a couple more reps. But that, to me, is not enough. And, and, and what we've talked about since Justin Fields became the starter, we want to see his growth. In my opinion, you don't put a rookie tackle out there right now. You, you get Justin Fields as comfortable as he can be. Let him grow. Let him um, perform as best as he can. And I don't think putting him in either is best for the team. You're going to try to get some wins here. But I think this is about Justin Fields' growth, number one, and then Tevin Jenkins. Maybe you slide him in somewhere. I don't know. Maybe the right side, just maybe get him a couple reps late in the game if it's a blowout somewhere just to get him some more padded reps. But I'm not putting him in right now. Yeah, and you have to go all the way back, Molly, right, to, to when we sh- you're talking about how little they put into this offensive line and the level they're playing mm-hmm. at. And some credit has to go to Juan Castile True. for how little assets he was given. And they pulled Jason Peters off the fishing boat, like we've heard so many times, because they really didn't have a plan at left tackle. And Tevin Jenkins was their plan at left tackle. And then he gets a back surgery. Larry Barone has concussions. And then he had the, um, the ankle injury. So he was out for a while all of a sudden, a Fetty goes out. Elijah Wilkinson gets COVID. Alex Barge is at right tackle. Lachavius Simmons. It, it just went on and on and on, right, uh, who was going to play. And, and the level they've played at and the run game they've produced, no matter who's been at running back, has been pretty damn impressive for this offensive line and Juan Castile's group. But uh, as far as Tevin Jenkins goes, it all depends. I, I hope they know what the young man squatted, what he benched before he got his back injury because that's really how you know. I hope they had some kind of assessment on him because that's really how you know is he 80 or 90% because like Pat is saying, if you only have like one padded practice a week and it's not really live, how do you really know what percentage this guy is at, right? How do you know if he's ready to play? And the only, the only argument I would have is I would have to put him at left tackle because that was my plan and I need him – I need to have Jason Peters there helping this guy develop. If you have a Hall of Fame-type left tackle, I would give Tevin Jenkins a huge notebook and say, look, if this thing is not filled up by the end of the year, if you haven't asked Jason Peters every question you can ask him about playing left tackle, about the sets you should take, about different run blocks, about different quarterbacks you're going to block for running quarterbacks, pocket quarterbacks, you have in front of you guys an encyclopedia of a, how to play left tackle in the NFL. This is the why you drafted Tevin Jenkins. Don't waste the, the last eight or nine games not having uh, uh, Jason Peters' time here, not having Tevin Jenkins there at left tackle trying to learn from Jason Peters. Don't put him at right guard. Don't put him at right tackle. That's not what you drafted him for. Put him at left tackle. If he looks ready to play, if he's, if he's strong enough, if his back is healthy, let's see him play there so he can learn from one of the best to ever do it. Hey, Olin, I heard you talk about that, I think, on your podcast or maybe on the, the score earlier the week about, I thought that's brilliant, about making sure that he gets to his numbers, his squat numbers, bench numbers. Right. 
I don't know if you got to give me your number, but was there a number every year you went into the season before camp or whatever that you said, all right, I've got to get here to know I'm going to be able to play at the best of my ability. Yeah. And when did you, and when yeah, did you figure sure. that out? When did you figure that out? Uh, early in my career, early in yeah. my career, there was always numbers I was trying to get mm-hmm. to. And, and during the season, uh, I knew when, you know, I would get some injuries or nicked up that, that it would come down, but there was something I was always trying to hover around right now that shouldn't be the player's responsibility, right? They have Pat, their <laughs> training staff, their strength staff, everybody in there. Ryan Pace has hired nutritionists. Uh, they have they, the Hallis Hall has turned into a spa nowadays. I don't know if you've been there, but it is a spa. They got waterfalls rolling down. They got hot tubs. They got ice tubs. They got protein. They got vitamin D shots. You got to see what these guys have, Pat. They have all these people on staff, all these experts, why aren't they helping a player? Why aren't they assessing the players? Why can't they tell us if Tevin Jenkins is healthy enough or not? But I did have numbers for myself of the level that I want to play at, where, where I want to stay at. And obviously for a 285-pound center, it would be different than Tevin Jenkins. But all I'm saying to you guys right now is if you don't know what he squatted, if you don't have numbers on him, how can you tell me just by your practices, just by him coming off the ball versus a practice squad player that he looks 90%? You are lying. You're lying. You don't know. You have no clue where he's at right now in his rehab process. Well, Matt Nagy said that it's an hour-by-hour, day-by-day process, so he'll know right, yeah, and it's every, it's not it's not It's not – Somebody's fault. It's everybody's fault. And That's I, right. Listen. Yeah, we gotta we gotta play that one. That's all. He, sound, he sounds like Confucius. <laughs> <laughs> he who drops watch yeah. in toilet has crappy time. <laughs> Men who run behind moving car often uh. get exhausted. Uh, all right, hey, Molly, got... you seen Pat? He tried to give. I, I want to give my numbers because they were pretty good. Now I, yeah. oh, I, I opened the I opened the floor yeah, I know, for you, I man. Couldn't, I couldn't do it. I'm trying to stay I humble know. today, Pat. I'm trying to stay humble. Wow. It's no one's fault other than everybody's. Right, exactly. Oh yeah, it's no one's fault. It's always Mully's. That's why, why, why we're blowing the break. Breaking news on the score is brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo, privacy simplified. Stacey Dales just reported on the NFL Network. Tyler Huntley will start for the Baltimore mm. Ravens. Mm. Bears will have the best quarterback on the field. Is that what I heard earlier? That sounds beautiful. Yes, All right, we're going to bring do. in Mark Rohde. He's out there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to get a T-shirt. Bears have the best. <laughs> I mean, you can't you can't break out an old one with that, right? No, I don't no. know that we've seen that happen before. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Lamar, everybody wants to know, how are you feeling? Way better than I was a couple days ago. <laughs> I'm feeling great. Feeling great. Hey, what was wrong? Um, probably had like a cold. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good now, With Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley here on The Score, presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. And you just heard the voice there of Lamar Jackson. He's feeling a lot better on Friday. Apparently, took a turn for the worse. His, uh, his cold gotten to the point where he will not start this game. Stacey Dell's reporting it on the NFL Network. She's all over it. Um, very interesting. The, uh, the, the, the guest hotline on the score is presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. We have our guy, our man who is there, Mark Grody. Grody time! Hey, Mark. <laughs> What's going on? I, I was wondering why about an hour ago I was watching the backup quarterback for Lamar Jackson, Tyler Huntley, out here warming up and no sign of Lamar walking the field or anything. So, yeah, it, it will be Tyler Huntley starting for Baltimore today. He, too, is a mobile quarterback, not to the extent to which Lamar Jackson is. He has thrown 16 career passes in the NFL, and for whatever it's worth, and it's probably not worth a lot because it was preseason in the preseason finale against the Washington football team. He had 284 yards and four TDs against uh, Washington. And then just a few other notes as far as the Bears inactives are concerned. Uh, Eddie Eddie Jackson is out today. He was out here just a little while ago, and he was going through all the drill that's so sprinting down the sideline. I asked him if he was going to play today, and he just kind of shook his head and said, I'm still working through it. And he is indeed out. Allen Robinson never appeared out here for the warm-up, so I don't think he was ever going to play. He's out today. You guys know Akeem Hicks is out. Uh, Damian Williams, who was downgraded to doubtful yesterday, will not be available for the Bears today, so they lose a little depth at the running back spot. Um, of course, Nick Foles, uh, Artie Burns, and Jeff Horstead inactive today for the Bears. So lots of moving parts today, gentlemen. Grody, who's who, who's in? Just tell us who's in. That's a shorter list. <laughs> Holy crap, man! What is going on yeah. over there? Yeah, man. it's pretty. It's well, well, you you still have. Hey, you got you know Cassius Marsh is available for the Bears. Spin kick extraordinaire. <laughs> hey, uh, Grody. Yeah. So 
Let's talk about the Chicago Bears and their quarterback situation. Justin Fields, who everybody's excited to continue to see his growth. Uh, what have you heard this week around Hallis Hall about the level he's been playing at and his development overall? Yeah, that's all been very positive, Olin. And I think the next step for Justin Fields, what the coaching staff would like to see, what his teammates presumably would like to see, is four quarters of what we have seen at times in the last two games from Justin Fields, in particular that final draft or uh, drive that he had in Pittsburgh. You want to see that continue from the start, see the Bears be a little bit more aggressive from the start of the game as opposed to just at times. So I think that that is, is the next step. And, you know, you talked to – I had a good talk with, with David Montgomery, and, you know, he just he kept saying this, this guy is just a dog, and he is, you know, the, I know the calm thing is probably overdone a lot, but, those, but every time I ask somebody about him, you know, that calm factor kicks in, and they just kind of have this look. Like his teammates just have this look in their eye like, man, you know, we, we know – we got something special here, but but I, and I think you guys would agree. We we have we've seen it all from Justin Fields. We've seen we've seen him be bad. We've seen him be good. And we've seen some elite throws, but it seems like it is that third one, the elite throws, that most people latch onto and think, yeah, that that's eventually what he's going to be if he can continue to get the right help around him, the right play calling. And, and the and the right time, especially uh, as far as the offensive line is concerned. Hey, Mark, you mentioned David Montgomery. He was back last week and had a decent game. And Khalil Herbert obviously came in and, and, and filled in great. What is their relationship like? How do they get along now that I think the Bears know they have two pretty good running backs now? Yeah, it's funny, man, because, like, I, to me, I go to, like, the human nature of, yeah, he's he's going to be happy for Khalil Herbert because he did so well, but maybe he thinks, you know, that's, maybe that's a threat to my job, like from the David Montgomery perspective, this kid comes in, you know, fifth-round rookie, and he's, he's uh, out here running like crazy and looking like he's a veteran. And I, I asked him about that, and he said, oh, no. He said, he said we're going to do great things together. And he actually – Montgomery told me, he's like, he's like I've learned a ton from him, the, the rookie. And, I, and I, I followed up. I said, what have you learned from this rookie running back and he kind of smiled and said, I can't tell you that. But I, I thought it was like, that doesn't sound like a guy just saying stuff. Like, I'm real, of course, I'm supportive of him. He's actually, like, sitting down with him and learning from him. And he's hoping that those two can eventually be, like, you know, really good once they get it flowing right. Because David Montgomery just returned to the last game, which he looked decent. Uh, that they've got this really good one-two punch. And I tell you what, Patrick, Bears have come a long way in that regard in a, in a short amount of time this year because I think we've talked about it every every game that Matt Nagy has been here since 2018. Even when they were really good in 2018, you know, the last few questions of every press conference, were, okay, great win, love what you did, but where the hell was the running game? And finally, you could start to look at it and say they have, you know, going back to even last year in those final five games when Bill Lazor was calling the place, you know, it has it has gotten into this year, and it's it's a really good thing that you know that we got to see Khalil Herbert. You know, you didn't want Montgomery to to get injured, but we none of us probably would have known what he was capable of as a runner if Montgomery had not gone down. 
Mark, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but every time uh, Cassius Marsh's name comes up, Olin says spin kick extraordinaire. I can't decide if that's derision or appreciation. That's a guy that once did the crane, as I recall. Yeah. yeah. He did. He's, an, he's an excitable fellow. I mean, I, I, it's funny because even before the, the big title came, Pittsburgh, I was zeroing in on him. He's just a bouncy guy with the crazy hair flowing. And, if he had not made that penalty, he would have been like one of those like uh, temporary Chicago Bears folk heroes, I truly believe, uh, just because of his personality and his excitability. Hey, also, the Bears uh, yesterday, they, they did elevate Khalil Mack's brother, Ladarius right. Mack, to, to their real roster as well. So I, I doubt uh, he's going to you know, get a whole lot of repetitions out here, but yeah, I mean, we're at that point in the season with all these injuries. You know, they're going to have to you know, signing guys from the practice squad, all hands on deck. I was just talking to, to Sean Desai right before I came on with you guys. And, you know, he, he said, yeah, it sucks with all these injuries, but that that is the NFL, and you really figure out your worth as a team when it comes to the depth. And as, as you guys know, usually it is the teams that are the healthiest that are the best. At the, at the end of the season, and, and Desai even pointed out how healthy the Bears were. Think about it, guys. 2018, remember, we were talking about how blessed the Bears were with health and, and how elite the defense was, and the offense was just good enough to get them into the playoffs. They have not been blessed with that same kind of health recently. Yep. Few few things to clean up. So if Cassius Marsh, he may have the hair and stuff. I just want to see him beat a block before he does a spin <laughs> kick. That's first. Uh, second thing to clean up. Uh, even though my I'm good at football, it doesn't mean my brother is. He probably shouldn't be playing for the Bears. Uh, okay, now <laughs> Grody, let's talk about uh, Eddie Goldman. Uh, he looked better against the Steelers. Uh, did a, are the Bears excited? Uh, Sean Desai, you know, I know we're all outsiders to him. That's why we're outsiders. But are they excited about what they saw from him last week? And they do expect him to continue to dominate as we go forward because with Akeem Hicks out, with Khalil Mack out, he's kind of the next guy up. they got to get a lot out of him. Hey, man. I mean, I- I've been talking about this with you guys every week. It seems like it's come up where, you know, Eddie Goldman has been playing, but it's like, where is he? You know, where are you at, Eddie? It's like, haven't really seen the full Goldman until, as you mentioned, last week. So the answer to that, Olin, is yes. It's just like it's just like the next step we were talking about with Justin Fields. Same thing with Eddie Goldman and his return now. It, you wonder, is he going to pick up where he left off? Is he earnestly back now? Um, and it, it sure feels like he is. And he, he's going to have to show up in a big way today with, without Akeem Hicks, obviously, and without – the brother of Ladarius Mack, Khalil Mack. I mean, he becomes a, a focal point, obviously, on the Bears' defense along with uh, Roquan Smith. One time Casey Erlacher showed up, too, at fullback back. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Don't go there. <laughs> hey, hey, Mark, I think every, everybody watched that Miami game last, last week against the Dolphins, and they talked about the blitzing plan. All right. <laughs> Yeah, to bring up Casey Erlach. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the better Bears brother? <laughs> oh man, what do you get? What do you got on Bruce Irvin? All you got anything on Bruce? Oh, no, Irvin? I haven't yeah, seen him yet. I'm waiting to see. Does he have a brother? Does he have a brother? Way to see Bruce out there yet? Hey, listen. If he throws a spin kick, I may have something. Oh yeah, man. 
man. <laughs> All right, Grody, final one for me. Last After watching the Miami game last week and the blitzes, then how they hurt Lamar Jackson. I know he's not playing, but was there talk this week about what the game plan they wanted defensively? Because, you know, you get another rookie quarterback in here and maybe blitzing him could hurt him as, hurt him as well. Yeah, I mean, I asked John to decide about that. Like, is that the blueprint now to beat Lamar Jackson? And he said it is a blueprint. It is a template. But the Ravens have lost three games, and they've lost their games in other ways other than the safeties blitzing, you know, a collective 30 times as they did. And, you know, this this, this quarterback that they'll be going up against today, Tyler Huntley, like I said, he, he is obviously no Lamar Jackson. But he, he does play – he has some similarities in terms of what he wants to do in terms of running the football. So it's not like the defense has to totally completely ditch their game plan. I think it's going to be interesting, right, like watching both of these defensive coordinators today because the big thing with, with uh, Wink Martindale for, for Baltimore is that, you know, he is supposedly like one of the best at going after rookie quarterbacks and, you know, talking to some of the Baltimore people saying that Justin Fields is going to see all sorts of things that he's never seen before. So maybe, you know, Sean Desai has a little something-something for Tyler Huntley as well um, in terms of the disguises and bringing blitzes and doing some of the things that, you know, Miami tried to do to Baltimore. So that's going to be fun with watching these two defensive coordinators today. All right, great stuff, Mark. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk soon. Later, guys. That Mark. is Mark Grody out there. We'll uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Sean Desai, mm-hmm. the family tree. Is there anything to learn from from watching the Ravens beat the pants off of a Vic Fangio or a Brandon Staley or whomever uh, you would say he's from the same family tree? Uh, we got to get into that. I never thought we'd talk about Casey Urlacher today. So congratulations <laughs> to, to Olin for bringing that up. <laughs> We got Tim Bream, we got Casey Urlacher in today. Is there any other randoms we can bring up? (laughs) Listen, it wasn't random. Uh, A Cleo Max brother playing today. Casey Urlacher was a fullback. Uh, I remember when him and Brian went against each other uh, one day in practice. It was a nice kiss. Uh, they didn't really hit each other, so I do remember that. I just I remember I, I was just thinking about brothers on the Bears. Oh, that's awesome! That is so outstanding. All right, uh, no Eddie Payton references today. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the pregame show with Ole Kruitz and Patrick Manley here on the Score. The scheme stuff I've told you guys, right? That's that's half the battle, right? And getting the guys in position—that's my half of the battle. I got to make sure our guys know that and execute that, and then the execution's the other half. I mean, you got to win one-on-ones in this league whether it's a zone one-on-one or a man one-on-one, and we got to make tackles. we got to get the guys down. we got to swarm to the ball. we got to have that type of relentless mentality and that pursuit. Uh, and when, when we get a blocker on us, we got to be physical. Oh, yes, indeed. It's the pregame show with all the crews. Patrick Manley presented by Bet Rivers, official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. That's the defensive coordinator. That's Sean Desai. And, guys, I just checked Bet Rivers. The Ravens uh, lose some points because there is uh, no Lamar Jackson. They are now favored by two. I think it opened uh, at six, and it got to five in the hook. Five, and now it's back up. Uh, the over-under 41 points, according to uh, the fine folks at Bet Rivers. Um, you know, Sean Desai talking there about tackling. Um, stopping the run is obviously essential 
whenever you play the Ravens with or without uh, Lamar Jackson, it's just the offense they run. They've got a quarterback here in Tyler Huntley who they believe can run the same scheme and the same plays that they would run with Lamar Jackson. I don't know if he runs them as well, but it, it's it's very interesting. The Bears are, I believe, the um, they they blitz seventeen point three percent of the time, which is um, which is basically I think it's about twenty eighth or 29th in the NFL. They there are only a couple of teams that uh, that blitz less than the Bears do. Um, the Bears have. Um, have had a hard time when they've tried to blitz, when they've gone with five men in the box. They lost both those games. That's 20% of the time they did that against the Rams and against Tampa. I don't know why you're doing it only against the best teams. But does this change now? To Sean Desai, I, you know, I mentioned before the break that Vic Fangio lost to these guys, uh, I believe, 23-7. to uh, Brandon Staley's Chargers beaten 34-6. to you know, those are the guys he would probably be in touch with. They blitz, by the way, 60% of the time in those games. Um, does, does this change your game plan? Can you alter your game plan at, at kind of the last second here with the change of quarterback? Is it still about loading up and stopping the run? And do you expect, given the cornerback issues, to have um, a, a multiple players in the box? It would seem as if you could probably bits blitz Roquan if you were, you know, that heart set on it. I don't know that you have the safeties to blitz. Yeah, I just it, – it's a confusing one too because you're the, the people that are not playing, I think if you took the, the front four that started the season, maybe that's why you don't blitz as much because you feel like they can get home and then your DBs aren't that good. You have to cover them up with, with extra guys back there. But now with the guys not in there, I don't know how they're going to get home because they're obviously going to, you know, chip to Robert Quinn and take care of him. So you have to bring pressure, and what you've seen before from other teams against Lamar Jackson as a quarterback, they've had success doing that. Uh, that's a great question. It, that, it is going to be interesting to see what he does, but I would continue with the same game plan if it was to bring the blitz and say, all right, DBs, this, this is on you guys. This, this is on you. You have to do it. This is the way that they've lost games. This is the way they've gotten pressure on them and, and, and to perform the Baltimore Ravens not to play that well. And the reason why I would do that to continue to do that is because the rookie quarterback. Throw looks at him, too, to have him figure it out as well. But I think right now the Bears are uh, outmatched with who they have up front and trying to get to the quarterback. And unfortunately, you got weaknesses in both spots, up front and up back. But I would bring the blitz. Yeah, definitely you're going to try to make Tyler Huntley beat you immediately is probably what Sean Desai is thinking. And I was wondering, Pat, before I get into that, uh, interesting when you hear a coach say things. I think former players, we hear it a little differently, right? Like, why – why does he feel the need to mention that the players have to execute? Of course they do. Yeah. Of course they have to execute. Uh, you know, I don't know what the question was. I'd like to hear that whole press conference to obviously put what he said in the context. But I just find it interesting uh, that you know he's going to explain to people that you know he does a scheme and then the players have to execute. And then I want to give him the cop, the Captain Obvious Halloween costume. But um, <laughs> listen, CYA, yeah, CYA. CYA just was an interesting comment. I thought it just depends on obviously what the context of the mm-hmm. question was. But uh, as far as the game plan today, look, uh, Robert Quinn has a big event advantage over Villanueva. If you can force him into third and long, if you can get them into third and long, they're going to have to help him there. And then someone else has to win. Hopefully, Eddie. Goldman and Bilal Nichols. Uh, hopefully, you don't have to bring a ton of pressure against an undermanned 
Ravens offensive line. And if they do, uh, that just speaks to where they are as a defensive line. This isn't a, a really, really good offensive line anymore with the injuries that they have had. So, uh, you know, with the back end, with what the Bears have with Vildor, uh, whoever is playing nickel back today, probably Duke Shelley, uh, that's where their problem is. The guy who worries me uh, immediately when I think about them just trying to get the ball out is Devin Duvernay. And that guy, when they get the ball in his hands, he is dangerous. Uh, tackling him is going to be a problem. Covering him will be a problem. Uh, him and Bateman without Eddie Jackson. You have to get him on the ground. But I don't think you just go all out and send a blitz at Tyler Huntley be- just because of the problems you've had on the back end, the problems you have scoring points with our, with our offense. Even though it was 27 last week, it was only 20 by the offense. Uh, you keep things in front of you. Uh, you. You switch up your zones. You play some man. You try to confuse the quarterback, and hopefully you can stop the run uh, with uh, Goldman, uh, Raquan Smith, and Bilal Nichols. Guys, Chicago's hometown Bloody Mary mix is Zing Zang, created in Chicago, still headquartered in Chicago, the number one Bloody Mary mix brand and the number one cocktail mix brand. Mixers like the Zing Zang Margarita mix made with all natural ingredients, uh, this is uh, great stuff. The full-strength cocktails in a can, 9% ABV. It's like two cocktails in a, t- in a can. We should speak softly because we don't want Justin Fields to find out about it. I think, uh, Olin, you said that Patrick was nursed through his illness with this like, <laughs> a few weeks ago. So, yeah, we don't want Lamar Jackson yeah. knowing about uh, Zing Zang and getting back nope. on that field today. get you right back, man. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. It is the pregame show presented by Bet Rivers, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.